Welcome to the Growth Cap Podcast, where we chat with CEOs, entrepreneurs, and investors to uncover insights and strategies for accelerating growth and succeeding in business. I'm your host, RJ Lumba, Managing Partner of Growth Cap. In this episode, we chat with Eric Kinarawala, the CEO and founder of Capsule, a healthcare technology company that is forever changing the way we interact with pharmacies. It was actually Eric's terrible experience at a pharmacy one day that led to the idea behind Capsule. And in just a few years since its founding in 2016, the company has made great strides towards becoming a pharmacy that works for everyone. Eric has raised $270 million to date from notable backers including TCV, Thrive Capital, and Gladebrook Capital Partners. We cover a lot of ground in our conversation from Eric's childhood observing his mother's impact as an entrepreneur to his keen insights into the three waves of e-commerce. We hope you enjoyed the show. So Eric, thanks so much for taking the time uh, to speak with us today and uh, congratulations on kind of the recent uh, media and, and awards you've been uh, winning. Um, you know, to start, um, you, you know, you've had a, a really impressive investing background, uh, having worked at such notable companies or, or firms as Bain Capital and, and Perry Capital, you know, earlier in your career. Uh, could you share with us what, what drew you to becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's super exciting to be able to tell the story uh, to your audience. Um, you know, I spent the early part of my career as an investor. Uh, I spent time at Bain Capital up in Boston and, uh, and time at Perry Capital, both in New York and London. And the common thread through those experiences was that I was investing in retail companies and healthcare companies and technology businesses, which didn't make a lot of sense uh, when I was 25. Um, and looking backwards now uh, at, at the intersection of what Capsule is doing, um, you know, that, that set of experiences makes perfect sense. You know, our business today is is right at the intersection of a technology platform, an engaging consumer brand, uh, and, and obviously in the middle of the healthcare system through pharmacy. And, you know, I think what I've learned sort of, I think, in hindsight around being an entrepreneur, and, and I think some of that had always been sort of in my blood. My mom is an entrepreneur herself, and she's had her own business um, since I was a little kid. Uh, and so I think part of that was just growing up and, and having uh, seen my mom sort of go through the ups and downs of, of owning her own business and, um, and, and, and I think seeing the, the rewards of, of doing that and, and also I think having a good sense of you know, how difficult it is. But in, in hindsight, I think the biggest thing for me has been this idea that I think to be really effective as an entrepreneur and to really kind of, I think, jump off the ledge, so to say, to, to leave you know, what could be a stable, a stable career and a stable path and a, and kind of a, you know, a, a nice upward trajectory um, in whatever traditional job you have is I think your head and your heart have to really align um, to be able to have the confidence and the conviction to, um, to be able to be an entrepreneur and to start your own business. And so for me, um, for me, the head part was really having, you know, spent time as an investor and really understanding um, the market dynamics of, of retailers and of consumer brands and of, of where technology was changing the way consumers were interacting with all categories of things in their lives um, and, and some of the big structural shifts in healthcare 
around value-based care um, and, and understanding sort of this industry and the market dynamics around it. And that's the head part, you know, sort of, is this a good idea? Can this make sense? Can it be a sustainable business? Um, and then I think that has to be paired with the heart part, um, which is, you know, do I viscerally understand the pain point? Do I viscerally understand the consumer? Is this a problem that I can get up out of bed every day and be really excited about solving? Um, when things get really hard, when, when things are different from what I thought they would be, is there a seminal moment you can go back that's very personal to you that you can always ground yourself in to understand the problem you're solving? Um, and that, is that, can that be your reserve of motivation, energy? And so for me, you know, the first part was my experience as an investor and, and investing behind these structural shifts in healthcare and these structural shifts around e-commerce and the internet and mobile. Um, and the second was really, I had this terrible experience at the drugstore in 2015 where, you know, everything you could think about going wrong went wrong. And, you know, I ended up waiting in line for an hour. I couldn't actually find the pharmacy because it was in the basement. And there were 60 people in line ahead of me. The pharmacy was out of stock. There's this whole, you know, series of misadventures. And, um, and so I just sort of every time, you know, viscerally understand sort of where the pharmacy can break down um, for the 70% of American adults who go to the pharmacy at least once a month. And I think those two things, you know, crystallized for me in that very personal moment of um, having this terrible drugstore experience and, you know, the head part being understanding the size of the market. It's the second largest category of retail in America. It's $350 billion. It's, you know, one to one and a half percent online and aggressively moving online. Um, you know, the experience for the consumer and generally the drugstore hasn't changed in, you know, 50 or 100 years. Um, you know, in all aspects of our life, people are demanding, you know, frictionless, uh, emotionally engaging, mobile first experiences. Uh, and then the hard part being, you know, me first, you know, experiencing this and then, you know, very quickly over time, seeing my parents, seeing my friends' parents and my friends and physicians um, really struggle with the way the pharmacy is set up today. You know, you touched on a lot of interesting points there. Um, and, and, you know, one of the the little pieces here and, and some of those personal experiences early on in life help drive kind of the actions you you take later on. But you had mentioned that your your mother was an entrepreneur and you got to see what what she was doing uh, probably through the eyes of a a young kid growing up. Would love to hear a little bit more about that because that you know that that's something that you know we've seen before where you know you get to witness what it's like to to build a business. You know what what was it that uh, you know I guess that that you really appreciated and honed in on and and why you wanted to also undertake that that kind of path. I think one of the most inspiring things about being an entrepreneur is that your work you know every day you get to feel the tangible impact you make on your customers or your constituents um, and your work directly impacts someone's life and having that really tight feedback loop between, you know, the things you're doing uh, and the results and the outcomes you see um, or the results and the outcomes you don't see when you don't do it right um, is really rewarding. It, I think, can be stressful as well. Um, but I think there's nothing more satisfying than being able to see a customer delighted through the service or the product or the actions you've taken. Um, and I think being able to be um, in control of doing that, um, you know, every single day um, and to bring something new in the world, whether that's something really small about, 
you know, how you might help someone plan for their retirement, which is, you know, one of the things that, you know, my mom as an entrepreneur did, um, or if it's something, you know, on a bigger scale, uh, I think there's something very, very rewarding about um, sort of, you know, so to say, living and dying by your own actions and, and having that sense of accountability and responsibility for the things you do um, day in and day out. Thinking again about uh, your background as an investor, clearly, you know, you developed uh, uh, deep analytical skills. When you were thinking about this problem, it sounds like it was, a, you know, probably a combination of, of factors. You had your experience, um, you know, at that particular drugstore, plus you probably took a step back and said, wow, this is a massive market. This is the second biggest retail market. You know, what was it, you know, I guess the, the combination of those two or, you know, it, was it, you know, you already started you, at that point, you were already starting to think through like, okay, which are the, the markets that could be disrupted and, and, and could be disrupted in a very significant way where it could be a, you know, potentially winner take all. Yeah, I think the origin for me was really around um, was really around this personal experience that catalyzed me to start. I think at, at first principles, just fundamentally asking sort of the why questions. You know, almost the way a five year old would ask. You know, these simple questions like, "What is a pharmacy? Why does it? How does it work? Why are there so many? Um, why does the same place sell, uh, you know, blood pressure medication and uh, floor cleaning supplies and cigarettes and how did this evolve and why did these things come together and why is there one on every street corner in America? And I think those foundational questions and that curiosity to unpack sort of my own terrible experience is really the foundation of, of Capsule. Um, and I think it's usually the foundation of you know every great business is is the why doesn't this exist or how could this be better or why hasn't anybody done it this way? Um, and I think, and I really do think um, both things have to be aligned. I think it's very, very difficult to persist over time through the ups and the downs uh, of, of the entrepreneurial journey um, if the core of your business idea uh, is a whiteboard session that's based on, you know, sort of screening for startup ideas. Um, I think it's a, it's a really tough way uh, mm -hmm. to, to develop the conviction that is required when your first idea and your second idea and your third hypothesis, you know, don't go exactly the way that, that you might have thought they, they would. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, when you're um, thinking through, well, should I start, you know, should I start such a, a business, you know, maybe the average person would say, well, you know, there's these behemoths, you know, in the market, what if, you know, CVS or, you know, Rite Aid just decide to, uh, undertake this, get a, you know, bring in a small team of, of technologists and developers and, and have them build out this, this functionality. And then you can, they can quickly move from brick and mortar to, to delivery. And we're probably starting to see that happen, you know, today or, or, you know, an existing, um, you know, e-commerce company move into, um, you know, pharmacy as a segment, which is what we're seeing with with Amazon. But you know, at the time when you were thinking through, like, should I start this? There's probably a little bit of gut that says, like, no, we can, you know, we can build this so that we'll be very competitive against 
the incumbents on either the traditional or the e-commerce side. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, love, we'll love to hear your, your thought process at, at that point in time. Yeah, I think, I think one of the things that I've kept in mind over the last five years is this pretty simple phrase, which is win by winning. And I think when you're in the early days of thinking about starting a company and, um, and really sort of having that life gut check, like, is this something I want to spend the next 10, 15 years of my life doing? Is this a problem that I can get obsessed with? Is this a consumer that I can get passionate about serving every single day? There's a million reasons to kill your idea. And there's a million reasons to say no. And in some fundamental way, there's only one, there's only one reason to go forward, which is just to go forward. Um, and, and I think about that, you know, every day, I think about this idea of just, there's a lot of noise always in, in every market and in every industry and for every company and for every leader. And the only way to really win is, is just to win. Um, and it sounds reductive, but in some ways, you know, we found it to be really true as we've built the business over the last five years. And so, you know, I think any good business venture that you have um, should attract competition because um, it means that you've hit on something that is valuable and attractive. Um, what we're doing at Capsule is, is really completely different from what anybody else in the healthcare space or the pharmacy is doing. You know, our mission has always been to build a pharmacy that works for everyone. And what that means is to build a pharmacy that works for every stakeholder in healthcare, for every consumer, for every doctor, for every health insurance company, for every hospital, and for every drug company. And what we've learned and what I learned uh, in the early days of doing the customer development work for the business was that I had repeated conversations with consumers, with physicians, with executives at insurance companies and drug companies and hospitals. And what they all echoed for me in really some different form, but ultimately the common thread was that the way the pharmacy is set up today isn't working for me and the people that I need to serve. And so whether you're a consumer and you're faced with persistent out of stocks and lack of price transparency and the inability to get expert advice when and how you want it in a private way, whether you're a doctor who, along with your staff, you're spending 20 to 25% of your time dealing with new administrative issues with the pharmacy instead of spending what precious little time you already have engaging with your patients and helping them live better, healthier lives. Whether you're an insurance company who's responsible for the cost of paying for medications and you don't have a way to engage that consumer and understand the feedback loops around, you know, are these drugs working? Are these drugs not working? Are people taking them? How do I make it easier for people on an ongoing basis to manage their medications to, uh, to keep them healthier and out of the hospital? Whether you're a drug company and uh, and you don't have the ability to educate people about how your novel therapeutics work with any sort of meaningful channel. You know, all of those problems are, are in some ways have the same thread, which is that uh, no one has figured out how to build a pharmacy that engages the consumer and to harness the natural consumer engagement that exists in the pharmacy. And that is something fundamentally unique that Capsule has built from scratch, from the ground up. And what's let us do that is, is three things. One is that we've built you know, a completely proprietary software stack that powers our experience. And that has been a really key differentiator in delivering what is the only true end-to-end, you know, modern mobile-first e-commerce experience in pharmacy. You know, nobody else has that where you can end-to-end transact and manage your medications from your phone. 
Um, and the third is that we've built a brand. And for us, brand is a proxy for trust. And healthcare is so high trust. It's, and specifically the pharmacy, it's something you put in your body, in your kid's body. And so it has to be high trust. And people have to be able to connect with it emotionally so that they're able to accept your suggestions around how to navigate the complexities of the healthcare system. And I think those things require a fundamentally different way of operating and building a business than has been done in the past. And so we always talk about there being, have been three waves of e-commerce um, over the last 20, 25 years. And the first wave of e-commerce was within the early to mid, within the mid to late 90s. And that was sort of when Amazon emerged. And then you had things like toys.com and, and even Wayfair. And you basically had this incredible prolif proliferation of, um, of, of things on the internet where it was amazing. For the first time ever, you could buy something from your home and it would come to you in seven days and you didn't have to interact with a human. And over the next 10 years, we saw that get you know, very, very saturated with a very long tail of, of websites where you could buy literally anything, right? There used to be lampshades.com and coffeemums.com. And, and as that happened, you saw this second wave of e-commerce startups and companies come where they said, hey, let's harness the power of the internet to connect directly with consumers to engage with our brand. But let's still eliminate the need to engage with a human. And that's companies like Warby Parker and Casper and Away and Harry's, um, which have done incredible jobs of, of building new big categories in, in stodgy old uh, industries, um, you know, harnessing the power of the internet to build new brands. Um, and I think when you look at what's left now and what I like to call the third wave of commerce, you know, there are three big categories left that I haven't really transitioned online. Um, they're financial services, real estate, and healthcare. Uh, and the thread through all three of those is that they're complex interactions, they're very high trust, high ticket interactions, uh, they're regulated, and that fundamentally the human is a core part of the experience. And so you can't use the internet to disintermediate the human. What you need is a new type of operating model and a new type of software and technology that enables you to blend the best of what humans are great at and the best of what technology is great at. And that's the third wave of commerce. I think Capsule is pioneering that in healthcare and really across all three of those categories. And so I always like to say you want, a, you want an algorithm to figure out if you have diabetes, but you want a human to tell you. Um, and I think that, that is sort of how we've approached building Capsule. And I think it's fundamentally different from being able to, you know, if you're an incumbent conventional pharmacy chain from tacking on delivery, uh, you know, to your store base, the problem we're solving isn't around delivery. It's around the incredible friction that exists for every stakeholder in engaging with the pharmacy. And that's, and that's not about delivery and, and adding that to stores. That's about rethinking the way uh, and the platforms that power the, the, the fundamental pharmacy experience. Well, you've, you've clearly, you know, uh, thought very deeply uh, about the, the macro and, and the micro, uh, you know, with regards to, uh, you know, the e-commerce uh, industry you know, being in in the three waves, um, you know, for the macro and then for the micro, like digging deep into the the, the issues of the way the the pharmacy runs today, and clear and clearly, uh, you must be hitting on some metrics and targets uh, because your pace of raising capital in each of the last three years has been very impressive. Can you share with us kind of what the things you pay attention to, kind of those key indicators that give you you know, increasingly over time, uh, both you and your investors' conviction that uh, you're you're truly on the right path. 
the the key indicators we look at to gauge the health of the business uh, are are pretty simple. There's there's two or three of them. Um, first is we look at uh, the total number of people that are using Capsule, uh, and and we track you know how is our messaging, how is our product resonating in the market. Uh, the second thing we look at is uh, is consumer engagement, and we measure that through retention. So, do people love using Capsule? Do they keep coming back? You know, month after month after month. And the third thing we look at is customer love. Um, are not only are people using it month after month, but are they delighted to use it? Are they raving about it? Are they telling their friends? Are they telling their doctors about it? Are they becoming evangelists for something as boring as a pharmacy? Um, and I think the third thing is the thing that I'm most proud of about what we've built over the last five years. You know, when you go in and look at the reviews that people are leaving about the business, the way people are talking about something as prosaic as the pharmacy, it's something really special. And I think the combination of the consumer experience that we've built, um, the technology platform that we've built that powers that and the brand we've built um, is, is creating this emotional resonance with the consumer and striking a nerve. And what we've done is we've put we put the power of controlling your healthcare and your pharmacy experience back in your hands. Um, so at a time when you're vulnerable, um, because you're feeling ill, because you're frustrated, because you're busy, because there's so much friction in getting and managing your medications, having somebody who's got your back, who's on your team, who's looking out for you, um, has really, I think, uh, has really resonated and, and, and struck a chord with um, with the people who've, who've used Capsule. You know, many entrepreneurs um, can could only dream of having, you know, the type of traction that uh, that you're having. And it's, it's execution is, is, is everything, um, you know, once you've kind of ha- have the idea and the strategy behind it laid out. Um, are there, you know, any tools or frameworks you use, you know, any, any you know, mentally when, when you're, driving forth during the day um, or, or, you know, going through your work process over the week or month? Like, are are there frameworks that you use to help you kind of continue to execute uh, day in, day out? One of the frameworks that we use pretty consistently internally uh, is around the idea that success comes from alignment. And so over time, we've really reinforced this idea that uh, for fast and right execution to happen, uh, you need the organization to be aligned at all levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I learned from a professor uh, at business school. And, and he you know, was a very successful entrepreneur through his career. And, and it's a pretty simple framework, but it's, um, everything starts at the top and everything starts with the values of the organization. And it ladders down from values to objectives to strategy, tactics, and the metrics that you measure. Um, and all, all five of those things need to be in complete alignment so that folks have the context, the shared consciousness, um, and the runway uh, to be able to execute on their own. And, the, and, and teams feel empowered and that everyone is, is you know, reading, so to say, from the same sheet of music. And, and I found that to be, you know, the number one, you know, the number one challenge and the number one opportunity as we scale the business pretty aggressively uh, over time is is really making sure that there's clarity around, you know, what are the values uh, of the business? What are the things that we believe in? How do those translate into how we work? 
what are accepted behaviors and what are not accepted behaviors? What does good look, what does good look like? You know, what does not good look like? Um, and then how does that translate into what are the objectives? You know, what is winning? What are we trying to do? Um, and then how does that ladder down into the strategy? What are the things we're going to do to accomplish our objectives? What are we going to do to win? And then there's the tactics. Okay, we know what winning is and we know what good looks like and we know what the, what the plans are. What are the, what are the specific initiatives that we're executing on to execute on that strategy that's going to help us win? Uh, and then the last thing is the feedback loop around the metrics. You know, what are the things that we're tracking to know whether our initiatives are working or not? And I think when those things can ladder up in tight alignment, um, you know, you can then execute very, very successfully. And so I think as a company and as a leadership team, we've done a really, really powerful job of reinforcing that alignment through all parts of our, you know, very diverse organization. And what do you think the, is the most valuable skill an entrepreneur could have? I think it's grit, uh, grit and perseverance. You know, when you're starting out, uh, everyone is going to tell you no. And I think over, uh, you know, over the life cycle of, of starting and building a business, um, it is, you know, the odds are, you know, I think starting a company is in, you know, Mike Morris has this quote where you know, starting a company is the hardest act in business. And it, by all accounts, starting a business from scratch in, in virtually any industry should fail. Um, you have no resources. You have are surrounded by massive companies that are resource rich, that are incumbent rich, that are knowledge rich, that are relationship rich, that are market position rich, and you have none of those advantages as uh, as a young company. Um, and so I think understanding what the advantages you have are, and those are primarily speed, grit, uh, speed and grit. Um, it's the ability to move fast. It's the ability to think about things from a different perspective. Um, and it's the ability to continuously, you know, knock down the hurdles that come in your way, and and to and to just persist um, when when it seems like you're not going to be able to make that critical hire, when it seems like you're not going to be able to raise that round of funding, when it seems like you're not going to be able to convince that customer to close your first deal. You know, what gives you the motivation to kind of you know fall down seven, stand up eight? Um, I think that's the that's the most powerful thing. And uh, last question, what, what do you hope to accomplish through Capsule? Our mission is to build a pharmacy system that works for everyone. And, and the vision of the business is to give consumers the peace of mind that comes from having somebody looking after their health. And so we are always very, very focused on how we enable people to live their best lives because we're helping them do that by removing the friction you know, first in pharmacy and over time with other parts of the healthcare. And so I hope to build a pharmacy that connects uh, all of the different stakeholders in healthcare and to help consumers uh, live, you know, healthier and better lives and, and remove the, the mental burden of the frustration that comes from um, engaging with the pharmacy day in, day out, month in, month out. Well, Eric, that's uh, you know a good note to end on. Um, understanding the the vision of Capsule and, and the good that you're doing within the the healthcare uh, industry. So um, thank you, and and thanks so much uh, for your time, and congrats on all the success to date. This was fun. Thanks for having me, RJ.